Hey, Glenn from Here by Folk here. It's been over a year that you've heard from me last and in the meantime I've become a dad and I've got a new job and that kind of got in the way of recording new episodes for quite some time. But when I started talking to British type designer and lettering artist Rob Clark on Twitter about potentially doing his first podcast episode together, I thought that's a pretty good reason to start I guess you could call it season two of this podcast. Rob's portfolio is littered with incredible work for some of the world's largest brands, such as Dulux, Tesco, Cadbury, Boots. And I would bet if you're living in the UK right now and you open your fridge, you'll probably find a logo drawn by Rob Clark on one of the products in your fridge. This season, I wanted to try a slightly more relaxed approach So I'll meet our guests on a Friday evening after a busy week and, you know, have a drink with them and just have a chat about what's on their mind. So Rob and I talked about a lot of his work, how he got there, how long it took him. I think one of the main topics is having patience in your work and your goals. We also talked about the imposter syndrome and nightmare clients. So I hope you enjoy this episode. before we get started I was experimenting with a new app for recording and it didn't really work out as I had planned so Rob sounds pretty good but often my audio cut out so here and there the questions might not be super obvious but I think from Rob's answers you guys will be able to figure out let's get started Rob thanks very much for being patient with me and joining me for on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I need one now. <laughs> uh, technical problems. The, the, it's 2020 and we're still dealing with technical issues. Yeah. Anyway, how's your week been? Uh, as usual, quite frantic. <laughs> An unusual week, really, with other things. But uh, uh, it's just, uh, you know, another day, another week on the treadmill, really. Yeah, man. So I hope you're going to join me in uh, open my first drink i'm having a, a nice beer yeah and me san miguel so the beers are available <laughs> well i'm hoping that now that i'm uh, supporting all these beverages on every episode that i'll, <laughs> I'll manage to somehow get a, a big uh, sponsor <laughs> yeah yeah should do uh well cheers buddy yeah cheers mm. all right uh, you, I think you had suggested that Friday nights are just a little bit more relaxed for having a chat. And I quite like that idea because I used to really enjoy sort of winding down with the team Friday evening, you know, just kind of yeah. chatting about what all the, all the crazy stuff that happened during the week. And, um, yeah, no, I, mean, I miss my Friday nights when I used to have a proper job <laughs> and work with a team. And the, we used to go, I don't know, half four, let's go over the pub. And it yeah. doesn't kind of happen anymore. It's like, oh, it's half past five, I better do some invoicing or something like that. I know that, that's, changed. that's exactly how I feel. That's why I thought like this is the best way of me spending Friday night with like some nice folks, have a wee beverage. I think that's yeah. like a great theme. Yeah. You were talking there about being in a team back in the day. Like at which point did you decide to, to go freelance and go it alone? Like how, how long have you been um, freelancing now? Um, I was, I, I've been freelancing since 2002. I remember because it was a year I got married. I kind of did everything in one month, in the space of one month. Um, so how long is that? Eight, 18 years this, this year, which is scary. Yeah, um, so, but I was in my other job for half that time, nine years and kind of treading water and going nowhere and <laughs> almost forced into making a decision. Do I do I, I don't know, leave and get another job or do I have a go and, and, you know, let's just go for it and try and make it on my own. Yeah. Or do I stay where I was and just get increasingly, you know, frustrated <laughs> basically what was happening. Yeah. And, um, and I think I probably left two years too late, but, um, it's so long ago now, I can't remember if those final two years <laughs> were worth staying on for, but so two um, years too late because you felt like so frustrated that you should have left earlier because you didn't. There wasn't. There wasn't more to gain out, out of that job. 
Yeah, I think it had got to a point where I just couldn't get any more out of it and I wasn't developing mm-hmm. um, and I was just getting, I was just getting depressed about it and, then, mm-hmm. and, and I guess my job wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it. I was yeah. passionate about aspects of what I was doing but not about the, the actual job and who I was working for and a lack of putting a stamp on things yeah. which has never been really a, a driving force, you know, being a, a celebrity designer or anything like that <laughs> being part of it but um, not that I am one but it, it's just I just felt like a small part in a in a big industry and and it was just just very frustrating and demoralizing and I just thought you know let, let's just go for it basically mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting married let's leave and see what I can make out of it and uh, start from from scratch really yeah, and at that point you were in London, weren't you? Like, did you then decide to stay there and go freelance? Did you that, or did you move like somewhere else to to start working uh, alone? Yeah, I mean, I was never. I would have done it, but I was never keen on becoming like a freelancer that goes somewhere for two weeks and then goes to another company for another month or something like that. And I did do it very early on, and it was odd. I felt I felt out of, out of place and um, stuck in a corner. Um, I think I spent a week at Wolf Olin's and didn't really speak to anyone and had my lunch on my own. And mm-hmm. it was a, a bit of a lack of confidence as well. It just didn't seem right. I, I thought I've got to, you know, I'd rather have my own studio, my own setup. And I've never, never, ever wanted to, you know, move around different studios. Just not, not, no interest to me. So I bought my own computer, um, emailed a few people and it kind of started from there really. So tell me a little bit about your home setup then. If if you, so, you you've been doing this for quite some time. This this whole remote working thing. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, initially going back to what you just said is, <laughs> I, I did start in London. Uh, start, I think it was uh, Wapping, uh, a really cheap converted pub with a few mates who are also f- freelancing or you know trying to make a go of it. But it, you know, the electricity uh, there was no there was no heating. Electricity would go off. It was just it was it was like being a student again. So I was only there for about a year, and then I, I rented space at a mate's design company, at a place called Bear. I was there for eight years, and it was it was nice to be in with a, a branding agency, yeah, to see how they worked, but also you know occasionally take part in a few of their projects. And, I was going to um, say, could you collaborate with them as well as take on outside clients? Yeah, so I'd, I'd already done a few jobs for them, but um, it, it was obviously easier to to see how they worked and to sit sit next to them and join the meetings. Mm-hmm. And I guess it, it, you know, it, I, rather than being on the end of a phone or a different city, I could I could see exactly how the process worked. And I, uh, subconsciously, mm-hmm. it helped me, you know, understand the process. So luckily, from from this, I got the the project for Foxton's estate agents mm-hmm. because that was quite well known. At the time, um, it kind of opened the door and, and got me into you know other potential projects. So, would you say that was like the the lucky project that kind of set you up at that point when you just started, or had you already accumulated quite a few projects and clients by then? No, I mean I started by doing just like really mundane fact sheets and general graphic design. You know, I didn't I didn't really set out to. I wanted to do it, but I didn't set out to become purely a logo designer or a type designer or lettering artist or whatever. I was just happy to be busy and uh, just wanted to, to get by on my own, pay the bills. And, and that was it, really. I, wasn't, I didn't have any you know, aspirations to, be, to do what I'm actually doing now. That's great. Um, That's kind of like so great to hear that you didn't even try to find this this niche that you know you're well established in like i think it's fair to say yeah i mean uh, it crept up on me to be honest i mean it 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 was a bit of a shock and when people started commenting on my work or or, you know telling me nice things about my work it was like what really (laughs) you you think that (laughs) i guess the last five to ten years it's it's kind of sunk in a bit and i and increased my confidence and where i've got to a point or i got to a point where i could do purely typography and logos and everything that I love so yeah I mean it's a great place it must be a great place to be in because like the the 
the caliber of work that you're producing and the kind of brands that you're getting to work with is, you know, beyond a, a lot of freelance designers, wildest dreams, I would imagine. Probably this is so long ago. <laughs> my, and I've forgotten all those kind of emotional feelings that I did have, you know, get, getting the Foxtons logo under my belt and seeing it in London, in, you know, it was massive in London at the time and everyone knew about it. <laughs> People knew it as a, a cutthroat business <laughs> rather than an amazing brand. You know, I'd, I'd look at it on the, on the signs and, oh, well, you know, that's my work. And, and then it just kind of kept happening. And nowadays, I'm t- <laughs> I hate to say it, but totally blase about it. So, <laughs> you know, I can be watching telly and see advert after advert with my logos on it. It doesn't really have an effect on me. And then I can go to the fridge, open it, and there I pull out, I don't know, a cornetto, food, and Jaffa kids. Yeah, and this, I mean, I've got your portfolio open here. I mean, a lot of them are British, so maybe for our US listeners, some of these brands might not mean anything, but even if you just took a Quality Street or Bailey's Irish Cream. Yeah, so... Like, t- t- yeah, tell us a little bit about the collaboration, because you must have worked with so many different agencies on, on, on these logos and word marks. Tell us about, like, your ideal brief. Like, how, how do we start from a project that you get called up to, to... The, the project that I see on your portfolio. Yeah, an ideal brief is a brief. <laughs> uh, you know, telling, telling me, I guess it's like problem solving. And I think that's where my passion is. It's not in making something look pretty. Uh, I'm not into, t- you know, making T-shirts and uh, posters and things like that, even though I'd like to, and I like them, I like other people's. It's just never been something I'm, I've always been passionate about. I mean, I did, I did a graphic design degree, and it was about problem solving and, you know, making that business a more profitable business. Or So uh, the brief for me would be, how can we make this communicate better? How can this word that we've just typed in a font, how can it communicate the industry? Or, you know, how, how, how can it make some the emotion of the, of the brand? And there's so many different facets to it. But the more information I get, the better. Yeah. Do you often have to squeeze that information out of a client or an agency or do you most of the time get that information provided i think years ago if i if i got a one-page brief i'd be a, a little bit worried mm. but as as i can say as i'm as the more experience i've, I've gained it, it's i kind of know what people want now and i i just need a gist of where they're heading with it but it depends if they've used People like me in the past, if they have, they know exactly what how to direct me mm-hmm. and uh, how to give feedback. But if, if if people are new to it, it can be a bit of a challenge. And yeah, I, I always go back and almost write a little, you know, bullet point brief for them, and they say, yeah, that's the sort of thing, and and then off I go. But the the other thing, what I try and do with most jobs is not go away for like a week and waste time going down the wrong avenue. I kind of feed feed it through, so as if as if I was in that studio and the creative director was walking past and he has a look and says, oh, no, don't do that. I'm, so, I'm kind of emailing them bits. Mm-hmm. So not like every hour or anything like that, but at least there's a, there's a back and forth collaboration, which I think, you know, it always ends up working better that way. So you're starting with like some rough sketches, take a photo of them, send them over, or what, what's, what's the working process like there? Yeah, I mean uh, that depends on the on the project. If it's um, script, then yes, yeah, sketches scanned in, sent over as a PDF. If it's more developing, it, it, like I said, if, it, if they've got a font and they like the, the feeling of the font, but it's it's not ownable or unique mm. and it's not quite getting over the the brand cues, then I'll start digitally and I'll call it like you know vector vector roughs basically. So it's just instantly in in as a vector but it's 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 rough you know yeah. a bit rough and ready and then yeah so stage one would be you know really just a, a, exploration and uh trying things that they've asked for but also what i've always tried to do is add a bit more at the end and be a bit proactive try and invent another bullet point on the brief and something they may not have thought of <laughs> and i think over time done that more and more because i've noticed um you know people go oh thanks for that extra one that you know that's made us think about something else yeah. you know i don't think it's a secret i think a lot of people do <laughs> but uh, it's just something i i tried to do from early uh, early on really. yeah did you then actively try and seek out more projects like that did you say no to other work it was natural 
I mean, I was, I was spending a lot, you know, I'd be up late at night doing these fact sheets and financial um, PDFs that, that were getting in the way, but I, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't confident enough. <laughs> yeah, this, is a, this is a thread in my career, confidence, but uh, I, I'm just sort of saying go away now because I want to, concentrate on you know logos i just let let it peter out so i didn't like go didn't invite them out for lunch or anything like that i wasn't doing the schmoozing <laughs> i just let it let all these dodgy design jobs peter yeah. out you know it's word it's word of mouth Lo- the, the the opportunity to work on logos just kept it uh, increasing with people leaving companies starting another company <laughs> starting another company and and also getting older with me <laughs> so uh they became in a position where they could commission the work. So, yeah, I mean, early on, I'd, I'd be doing work for friends and uh, friends who were designers. Yeah. And were you doing, like, any uh, self-promotion at the time? Or I'm not great anymore. I used to, there was a point where I'd try and, like, you know, uh, tweet and Instagram and things, but I kind of got a bit blasé with it. But early on, I did, uh, you know, I did concentrate on my website and I wanted it to look a bit different mm-hmm. and, you know, everything was sort of black on white, so I did white on black, which, mm-hmm. you know, isn't amazing, <laughs> amazingly different. But it was, I guess it was successful in its own little way and it got me onto um, It's Nice That years <laughs> ago. And I think I only had about 20 logos up. Um And that's the first time I realized people actually appreciated <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> I started getting a lot of positive feedback from that. So uh, I thought, oh, this this is obviously working, this kind of way of displaying my work, you know, as a portfolio, yeah. I guess. But I haven't, I've never, fortunately, never had to do any hard selling, you know, any kind of – I mean, early on, before Instagram and all the social media, I did – you know, go around and have meetings and meet people and go to a pub. And I think that is very important. It's, it's what I try and tell, you know, younger students or people trying to start out is can't rely on Instagram. I, I, you know, it, it's, it's, people say it all the time, but you just can't rely on the, on the internet or people that you've not met to build a, a relationship with. And, You know, it's not like I've got a relationship with every client I have now, but early on, when you are trying to get that foot in the door and you're trying to lay a foundation to get repeat work from, you know, let's say Design Bridge, we were uh, amazing at the beginning and still <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, it was important to get to know these people who are now still at the company, and, but they're so high up I don't speak to them. But it it, it was so important to meet them and and talk about what I do and what I wanted to do. I just think I just don't think you can do that over Agreed. social media. Totally. Line. I always say like every person you meet potentially might lead to some work for a down, so be nice to them. Like do you feel like those Definitely. those folks that you met early on, did they have they continuously contributed to the jobs that you've been getting? Yeah, definitely. I think um they would have recommended well they recommended to me other people and like I say these people would have left, gone to work for another design mm-hmm. agency. I used to ask, how, where did you hear from me? But now, obviously, for the last 10 years, I haven't asked that question. But it, it was always, oh, well, I used to work here and so and so, you know, I used to work there. All word of mouth. And, uh, but, but it was, you know, I was patient. <laughs> Again, it's something I noticed of today is people expect it almost after they post an Instagram yeah. shot. They expect, like, to get jobs from it. And, you know, this took five years to get a steady stream of, of type mm-hmm. work. And, and some of that work wasn't great. And it was, you know, I wasn't charging very mm-hmm. much. So you could almost say, I'm, I've been doing it 18 years. So you could almost say the first uh, eight years, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was a struggle, which is why I was doing, you know, up late doing those boring yeah. fact sheets. So, you know, it, it's okay getting your foot in the door, but that's only, that's where it begins, you know. <laughs> that's, yeah. where, that's where the hard work yeah. starts. Nowadays, it's just it's keeping that passion going, which I don't seem to have a, a problem with. I'm, 
it annoys me sometimes about, passionate <laughs> about what I do. You know, it's, it gets me in trouble, you know. Still, you're working again. I mean, my, now my studio is at the bottom yeah. of the garden. Even, you know, my son calls it the man cave. <laughs> and it, it's hard to get me out of here. Whether I'm, whether I'm actually working or just looking at what other people do or reading things about design, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a hobby. It's, it's my life and that's it's the beauty. So uh, while, while you're yeah. describing your surroundings, tell me a little bit about where we're sitting, where I'm talking to you. Uh, yeah, so after uh, I don't know, 10, years, 10 years of sharing desk space in, in London, my kids would get into an age where I thought, oh, I can actually take them to school and work at home. So I started doing that just as a trial and it seemed to go okay. And then my daughter got old enough that I didn't have to, you know, pick her up at lunchtime and things like that. So kind of made it a permanent thing. But then I thought what I need is my own space rather than working in a tight, you know, space in the, in the loft. So now I've got like a, it's called an, uh, the company was EcoSpace, not that I should be advertising them, but it's like a purpose built, uh, wooden clad, you know, looks nice on the outside uh french windows or whatever you call them sliding doors and, and it's great i mean you know it's I, i've got it as big as i could could make it in the garden and you know there's plenty of room and uh i love it yeah it's um i, I guess i'm at an age where i'm comfortable working mm -hmm. on my own i just started remote working because i kind of fell into it i didn't intend on like becoming a freelancer i just started and then i was like oh well i can my meetings on Skype and, you know, I'll just do everything else via email. I, I always wonder, like, could I, could I have just started like that or was it valuable that I did have that in agencies and, you know, like in teams? Yeah, I, I think so. I think any time with other people <laughs> is valuable. I think, I think uh, again, I think people assume I've never done that or they assume I didn't do uh, a, um I wasn't a general graphic designer. I think people, some, you know, most people are a bit like shocked when I say I spent 10 years doing nothing. <laughs> but, you know, I did, I did, that's a lie. I mean, I did work on some nice projects. Oh, everyone's but, got their uh, skeletons in the closet. But no, I, there's no, I wouldn't recommend anyone starting yeah. on their own, especially at the bottom of their garden. <laughs> but, but I'm at that comfortable <laughs> stage in my life <laughs> but I, I mean the family you know the family was it was a was a big kind of deciding factor it's either either you see your kids grow up yeah. or you don't basically so and i've you know I've, I've witnessed it where where the father doesn't see the children or Same. the mother you know isn't, isn't around so you know it was a it's a yeah. no-brainer uh, it'll be interesting when they're old enough and they've left. <laughs> I'm not sure that, but then I guess I'll be so old it won't matter. <laughs> are you like already um, trying to push your, your kids into a creative field or are you trying to get them to avoid the creative industry? <laughs> no, I actually really, really want them to get into it. I mean, my wife's a solicitor. <laughs> Now that isn't something I would want them to get into because it's, I, I know it's a respectable job, but it's, uh, I find it mm. so boring. <laughs> But very hard work. I know, we, you know, we all, we all work hard, but that's the way I look at it anyway. But yeah, I mean, my daughter's really into drawing and um, got her own Instagram oh, account. And uh, and my son's really into animation and things like that. And it, it, I can see I can see the heading in a, into the creative field somehow. Brilliant. Hopefully. That's anyway. great. That must be enc encouraging for you to just kind of see them flourish in different little fields that you can relate to. Yeah, I mean, my daughter's very young, so it's you know she might drop it at any any yeah. moment. But uh, you know, my son started to uh, you know think about a career, so you know he's into you know Ardman and uh, the, you know Lego animation things like that. So, um, are you involved in any mentorship programs, or are you helping any other like the younger generation get into the creative industry? I am, but very very limited. I mean, basically. Basically, if someone comes to me, I'll help them. But I just I need yeah. time in my schedule to do more. Or, or I don't know how I'm going to do it. You know, I've been asked to do a few teaching things, things like Skillshare, or I've been asked to visit colleges. Going back to me and lack of confidence, imposter <laughs> syndrome, whatever. No, I don't. I, I wouldn't be there <laughs> sitting with a pencil sketching a logo. That wouldn't. That's not me. I'd be scribble. 
uh, maybe people would like to see me scribbling on Definitely. a piece of, you know, scrap paper and then go straight <laughs> to the computer. Or, I don't know, cutting corners <laughs> somehow. <laughs> oh. It's not something... Well, I mean, I've never actually watched one all the way through. So that doesn't help. But I'm more into building a relationship yeah. with people and seeing the progress. I think rather than, like, standing up in front of people and wondering who who mm-hmm. who's interested... I'd rather help people who are passionate about what they're doing. And, and that has worked with a few people. And, you know, they've got some, you know, got jobs right. out of it, I guess. If, if I'm not seeing the value in it, then it's hard for me to get, for me to get passionate about help, yeah, helping people. So I think I need, I need a bit of toon and throwing. And, um, and obviously there's a limited amount of, that I can do. Or, you know, if there was 10 pe- if I was looking at 10 people, that would be yeah. a lot of work because it's, setting briefs and commenting on each thing they do and you're um, just a limited but you know it 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 is something i'm conscious of because you know that i'm fortunate i'm in a fortunate position and people are struggling out there were you following the i can't i can't remember the type foundry used to be flair jones and one of the type designers was given like uh Sort of really useful uh, feedback, critical feedback on um, logo design on Twitter. But it's been like super detailed and like giving them oh yeah yeah minute, yeah uh, um, points on how to improve this specific design. And I was like, you know, like I think he yeah. was trying to be really helpful and and, and uh, honest. And I read it in a positive tone. The problem with Twitter, I guess, is often. You know, you can. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, Twitter's the right place. You can set the tone that you're reading. You know, so some people might have thought yeah. that he was maybe being negative, or I felt like it was a really, a really positive exercise. And I think. Yeah, I think I think the, pro- the problem with Twitter is yeah, mm. everyone's got an opinion. It's a bit like the brand brand yeah, new. Yeah. You know, so it's it, the under under yeah. consideration. As soon as he works up there, people people aren't there to to get inspired. They're there to <laughs> have you ever to read? Bits. Have you ever read any and of the comments? Because a, a lot of your logos. Well, when I, there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, years ago I did, and I and I, I think I retaliated, which okay. is the right word to Wong, that that yeah. just got me nowhere apart from like a little mini argument, and in a way it was like a lesson. Don't feed the don't, trolls. Don't mention. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, you, you know, occasionally. It, it annoys me, but it, it's more entertainment really now. It's just, uh, just a chuckle at uh, comments. But Twitter is similar to that. You know, you're trying to be positive about something. What did I, I, I did something the other day and I got a neg- negative comment, so I just deleted Such- it. I, oh, I think <laughs> I said something derogatory about 36 days. Oh, t- man. T- See, like, I- <laughs> Which is great, you know, totally. if you're a student yeah. or you're starting out. It's, you get your what do they call it exercising yeah. your creative muscle but but as a as someone who looks at a lot of instagram all i'm seeing is mediocre yeah. things day after day and and i think i made a comment and it was like wow i can't <sighs> believe you said it's... that and i'm like oh i didn't mean it that way it's a bit of a joke and i, I said <laughs> <I'll do> it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a tricky it's, it's such a tricky place uh twitter especially i actually really it's still mine well, I think Instagram's sort of my personal network, but I'm still like a, a massive fan of Twitter as a platform. I have never experienced too much negativity, yeah. although I know a lot of people have. Um, yeah, no, I think it's great. It's, you know, I try yeah. and keep it light. Yeah. I have a moan on there, but it's like company yeah. for me, you know, like working on my own. So, it's, you know, you get to know other, other always- people on it. And not necessarily <laughs> clients or anything like that, just Definitely. other designers. And I would say if it's like a design-related question, I'll usually ask on Twitter before I ask on Google because I'll usually get like a, a yeah. better answer than having to like trawl through something yeah, yeah. and find the right answer to it. Yeah. But yeah, I digress. The, the, you, you mentioned yeah. a really important point about uh, confidence alone. And it, I, I yes. mean, and this is the thing because I was really surprised when you mentioned a couple of times that you felt a long way that you lacked confidence. And when people look at your portfolio, they must be well, like, you know, this guy has figured it out. And like all the dream jobs that I would want to. <laughs> like, how can you not be confident? In yeah, your and, work? and to be honest, to be honest, I don't know how I am, <laughs> but I, I. 
I mean, I get, yeah, I did a degree in graphic design, but I didn't do a, I didn't do mm-hmm. type design or masters in type design, or I didn't do any further education of uh, branding. Or, yeah, I've kind of mm-hmm. learned on the job, I guess, which is probably why it took me so long to build up the confidence for, to to go on my own. But um, I think there's a bit of that. I think there's a bit of you know early childhood <laughs> lack of confidence of coming from the you know the black country mm-hmm. the, uh, in the Midlands and you know get your head down and don't make a fuss that mm-hmm. kind of attitude and I just think uh I've never quite I've never quite grasped that comfortable space where uh I'm confident about I don't mm-hmm. know talking about what I do you know this is the first podcast I mean I am to do <laughs> so but like I think you could be doing these all the time like I think I mean I did I did a few years ago I got to I got people together from Twitter yeah. to meet in a pub that I was fine with it. went It went. It went well. I met people who I'd spoke to on Twitter, or, and and everyone seemed to enjoy it. Then it got a bit too <laughs> hard work, so it didn't happen again. Well, but, I wish I would have been there. Like, but I you, would you know, have signed up to that straight away. Yeah, and, and it was it was great to meet you know people who I've, I've known for years but not actually met you know and, and admired their work and so on. But things like talking in front of students mm-hmm. scares the hell out of me talking in front of any more than like yeah. 10 people you know <laughs> but uh so i'm very good at you know going off the issue if someone starts saying <laughs> well, come in and talk about your work or do you want to you know, i've been invited to to talk at conferences like brand new or um birmingham design festival and uh i'm just not there yet and i want to yeah. i want to be it's not a confidence i don't lack confidence mm-hmm. in the work i do Although, do I? You know, it's like because uh, I I haven't got that technical uh, teaching. I I wasn't taught technically yeah, about like things. You're you know? produ- so even if you don't have the technical background, the the outcome shows that you have the natural ability to do it. So it's actually more interesting to figure out how you manage to produce that kind of volume of work over over eighteen years or. You know, with without mm. technical training, I mean, like, I don't know how much more technical you want to get than some of the work that you've produced. I know, and also, I started out as I would turn away script <laughs> work, <laughs> which is, I'm just looking at my poster, which is pretty crazy to say it's full of scripts. But if anyone wanted anything that was yeah. vaguely hand drawn, I would say it. Really, I would say no, I can't do it. And so it was where, a complete lack of confidence. You, how, uh, can you remember the first job where you're like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot or I'll try a script in this one? Um, one of the early ones was the King logo, I think. Because basically the way I got into it was mm-hmm. doing my own logo and just spending you know ages trying to, trying to understand, almost going back to basics of calligraphy and and, and trying to understand how... Uh, it's you know letters are created as as a script rather than <laughs> just like a sans font and things I'd seen as a graphic designer and um, and that seemed to go down quite well and I think from that I did another logo just for um, I think it was just an idea mm-hmm. in a project for love oh, for love as so a, nice like a, a heart yeah. a heart and 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 from that uh, I was asked to do the king logo. So the king logo, which is the, the word king Genius. in the shape of a crown. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the story behind that. And I think it kind of it kind of kept spiralling like that or yeah. it kept growing like that, that well, we've seen the king logo or we've seen the love logo. Can you do something? And it's, But this time it may have been just a word <laughs> or a person's name. Um, so it wasn't like such a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, an idea, but it was just a style, because- I guess. And then over time, people say, oh, I like your style. Like, I've got style. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my handwriting. It's just, you know, I think people, the best way to describe it would be like a, a crafted um, yeah. script. So it's not like calligraphy, it's not calligraphy and it's not like brush pens and things like that. It's just, it, it, there's, you know, it's, there's a, yeah. it's crafted. It, it's, it's fluid. But it's and it's not a font, nowhere near a font, but it, it's also not yeah. drawn by a pen. 
have to be an amazing calligrapher or you don't have to be mm-hmm. have good handwriting. I certainly haven't. And you don't have to be amazing at drawing. You know, it's just the way that's the way it's been for me. Um, and, and, and that's another weird avenue is, <laughs> is illustration. There's no way I would, I would class myself as an illustrator, but I have, I have worked on pretty <laughs> high profile crests such as, uh, England FA badge years ago and government ones and royal, royal ones that, you know, it, it, I think it's just, uh, I try and say it's yeah. just marks on paper at the end of the day. And if the shapes are in the right place, then, then they're in the right place. It's not whether you can, I think where, you know, where, it's, where I start to lose confidence as, as, um, an illustrator, if you want to put it like that, is, is when you're asked to, to, you know, give an expression in someone's face or, you know, evoke the feeling of something yeah. or, or start using colour. <laughs> you know, so, um, so I probably, that's a, that's an area where, you know, back to confidence is if someone says, can you, can you uh, design a crest? I'd be like, uh, yes, but can I have a look at what you mean first? So if it's if it's really detailed, you I'll say, you've now done two of the point most recognised crests in the whole of the British Kingdom. So I'm sure, I'm sure I know, from onwards, everything else must be easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So see, it's still, so I'm still there with lack of confidence. Still, it's still inside me. Somewhere. So like, if if so, you. If you could give some advice to like some someone younger who feels like they lack that, com- any tips on how they can just be patient and yeah, try and get to where they want to go? Uh, yeah, you one. Be patient is. I mean, uh, I, I don't, <laughs> don't want to sound like an old fart, you know, saying oh, kids today they got no patience. But <laughs> I don't. I don't think I had patience, but I didn't yeah. know where I was heading. So I think it's almost don't look too far ahead. <laughs> so be happy with what you're doing. You know, be just just get get something done yeah. and be happy with it. And don't think, oh yeah, but I'm not I'm not there, am I? And I'm not, you know, uh, I want to be here and I'm not. It's gonna, you know, it's going to take years. I never, I never, mm-hmm. I never thought like that. And it was a, it was, it's still quite a surprise when I look at, at you know. The brands I've worked on, you know, and doing the Boots logo for me was 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 a, 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 a still you know still a major thing. You know, I don't I, that wasn't a blase kind of. Oh, it was another logo. That was a, 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 more because I got so involved in it, and and um, rather than just doing in like <laughs> tweaks at the end or anything like that. But you know, for eighteen years ago, there's no way I would have said one day I want to be you know designing or redrawing well-known brands. I wasn't thinking like that. I just wanted to earn enough to pay. Yeah. The, it's, the incre- it's an incredible progression to, think, to, to see. And uh, I hope that somebody listening will kind of, it will give them courage to just keep on, you know, keep on keeping on, <laughs> try and get to where they want to go. And then yeah, hopefully yeah. at some point it'll, it'll click and they'll find the the thing that they can specialize in or the, the, the work that they love and that they can do more of it. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the niche mm-hmm. thing I was aware of and I thought, you know, in my previous job, my boss ah. had a niche as a calligrapher. So I always, that's what attracted me to, to the position <laughs> that I saw the work he was doing. And I thought that's that I immediately had an interest for it, seeing that he had almost like a, he owned that part, you know, that part of the brand. It was his. And I think I've never, I've never, like I said before, I never wanted to be like a celebrity designer, but I've, I've, I like knowing yeah. that I've designed something rather than, rather than just like a, a page <laughs> in a brochure. <laughs> I think it, it, it starting out must mm. be very difficult at the moment. I think there's so many people and lettering has become, you know, it's exploded since yeah. I, I started social media as well but having said that there's so more opportunities you can work all Good over point. the world for people all over the world which which has increased dramatically for me over the last five years especially where with design groups opening different offices and in different parts of the world and so there's more opportunities basically yeah there's more people and more competition but there's more opportunities to to do work i can't do everything 
<laughs> so I have to turn some work down or, you know, I might be too expensive for some work or people haven't it still, you know, still haven't heard of me. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I, you know, people, and I get this from people I've mentored that, oh, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm just not getting anywhere. I don't, I don't seem to be getting any it's better. Like two just, weeks. And it just takes time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it was been a couple of months or something. It's just like, well, come back to me in five or like, ten years' I, time. I, and, I don't feel like I figure it yeah, out, see, but it took me nine years to just like figure out how I want to work with my clients. Then I actually started making of getting the most amount out of my work for my clients and also getting paid a decent amount for it. It took me a, a yeah, long time yeah. to figure that part out. I, I mean, I think you mentioned, you know, getting paid and I, it's something I've, I've not, I, I've not had as a, a driving <laughs> force is the money. The money comes with it. Like after, you know, I think if you're more in demand or you know, you can answer the job, then you, you, know, you can raise your prices a little bit. I mean, it's, it's natural. I don't, I don't think I take the piss, but it, it, it's, it's not something I started thinking, well, I want to earn loads of money. You can't anyway in the industry, but you know, it's, yeah. you can't go chasing money. And I think some people, especially with, with licensing and uh, get bogged down with, oh, it's going to be shown on so many shop fronts. You know, just get, just yeah. produce good work and, and get paid for it that you're happy with and move on to the next thing. I think I've, I've seen some, you know, I've heard some people get, get very uh, bogged down with what they should be charging. But, yeah, because I, I, most of my work's for, for design mm -hmm. agencies, advertising agencies, so um, they all go well because mm -hmm. they're, I'm working with other designers. However, if I work directly with someone, that can be trickier. I mean, obviously, sometimes it's um, the marketing mm -hmm. department, uh, I don't know, of something. No. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, <laughs> I, wasn't, I, didn't, I wasn't asked. <laughs> I've had run-ins uh, well, run with a major supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> because they think they can throw their weight around. But I, I, I don't, did I, I guess we kind of amicably, amicably walked away from each other, but it nearly got a bit, I mean, this is years ago, but it nearly got to oh, really? scary okay. kind of court <laughs> kind of affair. But um, it was a learning curve not to, not, for, not to work directly for supermarkets. But there was one client, property guy, uh, and again, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like yeah. a lesson really in what to do and make sure you get some money up front, make sure, um, the brief is, is mm -hmm. signed off or whatever you want to call it. But basically I didn't get money up front. Mm. The brief was woolly, sent, did loads of work and, uh, he didn't think he, his feedback was, mm, it's not mm. quite what I had in mind, really kind of. It wasn't proper feedback, and and I said, "Well, I've fulfilled your brief." And he st the, the relationship started to get sour. So I said, "Right, let's let's agree to stop, and yet I'll send you an invoice for what I've done to date." And then, yeah, he kicked <laughs> off. <laughs> I won't go into details, but it ended up with both sun and So I did all the work. That I is, I'm sure. I'm sure every, no, I won't everybody won't forget. Has, has, uh, uh, Client relationship like that that's gone sour at some point. That's why I was like asking because it's nice yeah. to hear that it wasn't just me <laughs> being difficult. <laughs> no, no, I think yeah, I think I think if it, sure. if it starts to become a theme, yeah. then yeah, you, you've got to worry. I think that that's another not that I give out advice all the time, but I think you know being yeah. a nice guy to work with, and uh, you know everyone cocks up occasionally. You know, I think this week I. I didn't read an email and suddenly I'm, I'm behind, you know, it's because you, you, you just, yeah. that's the way, you know, we're all human. But, um, I think if you continually cock up, then there's something going wrong somewhere. So I think, uh, I think that's the other thing is, uh, you know, getting repeat work and, yeah. and building that relationship with people. You've got to be on the ball with every job. It's not like I can't stop, finish one job and pat myself yeah. on the back. I've got to get on to the next one and do a, just as good a job on that. And it, it, it does take it out of you, but it also becomes easier because 
you've put all the <laughs> like a marathon runner now you put all the hard yards in already you've done all the training you know so then each job isn't so daunting and I think um I think uh that's the state well like nice comfy I'm not comfy I don't like to say I'm comfy but I'm just at ease with where I am in my career because I know I can you know 99% of the time yeah. get the result well, I think that's that they're looking for definitely so um when you were talking about uh, a marathon running there like what do you what do you do when you're not um when you're not in your little in your man cave in your shed do you do something to take your mind off work or <laughs> yeah i do running yeah. um i mean i like music i play yeah. music full blast throughout the day i go to loads of gigs it's kind of the, probably the only way i get out of the house really but um but yeah exercise if i didn't do exercise i i would mm-hmm. go literally mad um and uh running just yeah you can just escape you know if you get into running not that i run a, i've run a marathon yet but you can just uh think about things that it's almost like a bit mm. like dream, that dream like state where you just the further you run the more your mind escapes and yeah some t- some days i need i need it i feel like oh i really need to go for a run maybe i don't really have bad days at work but you know you might have had a I might have had a tight deadline or I might have just been really busy. Um, and it's just nice to get, get away from it, but I, I don't really get away from it. You know, it's, 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 but yeah, it's nice to, it's nice to <laughs> take your mind out of that, that consistent rhythm of work and just like focus on something else for a while yeah. to come back, hopefully with a you know, fresh mind, fresh pair of eyes. I think that's uh yeah. Yeah, because I read things where people get creative block, and I've never really experienced that. But I guess I have because yeah. I'll just get up and go and make a coffee and then come back and start again. It's it's that kind of kind of quick kind of fix. I think again, mm. I, I find my job enjoyable, so it's less. It's not it's a chore. Less of a, yeah, if I was doing fact sheets all day, then it would be a chore. You know, it, it, it's not a chore. It's something I, I wake up and I want to get going. I'm like eager well, to um, get going on stuff. Uh, which is also probably, you know, not a good thing. Cause Are you still taking much work, too much maybe, work? Do you still but, feel like you're overdoing it? Uh, yes, this year, this year I have. And I always say, right, this month I'll, I'll just do what I can, fit it all in, and then I'll have <laughs> April off or something. Uh, but it never quite happens. It's, it's, it's you know, uh, it, it's, it's always in the back of my mind. But I don't like, I don't like not working on things. So yeah. like if a, a nice brand yeah. comes up, I've got to do it, I mean, you know, like it's boots. The fear of missing out, isn't it? Like you're, you're yeah, it wasn't like on a job, like yeah, that. you're going yeah, to be, yeah. be gutted afterwards yeah. when you see the result. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do pass on jobs because of you know, mm. either ridiculous deadlines or it's just not quite right for me, or, mm-hmm. or they haven't got the budget or something like that. But and I, you know, I think that's important to um, to not feel so kind of. Um, against everyone else who's competing with me i think it's good to yeah. to forge the fun and be part so are there of the any like red but, flags on projects uh, where you're like okay i'm definitely not gonna i'm definitely not gonna do this job because of x yeah well that was going back to that property uh guy he he started by saying i've had a design <laughs> group already look at this or a design look at and <laughs> and they didn't quite do what i, I wanted and that to me you think oh right well i'll do better but actually what it yeah. means is you don't know what you want so it's a, it's a yeah it's a massive red flag if someone's used someone who's not happy with them unless they've used their you know, son or daughter and yeah but it, it, it's it's uh there's that and there's the, the sometimes the lack of a brief is is worrying but mm-hmm. it, it depends how experienced they are so uh, I'm not so worried about that as, as, as it's, it's more, yeah. What, what's their history of using mm-hmm. designers? That's a good tip. Find out that. And I do go, I do go on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's what I find LinkedIn useful for. If I get someone from yeah. somewhere that I've never heard of, if I can find them on LinkedIn and see a bit of their <laughs> comments or something, then you get, yeah, you get a bit a of a point. feeling about them. And I picked, I picked that tip up from, from someone, some marketing guy years ago when, but you know, it's it's just 
just <laughs> inklings, I guess. If you've got and, a um, bad gut feeling, then yeah. you, you just kind of go with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, then I'm suddenly really busy. Not, not that. <laughs> not that that's the case all the time. Sometimes I am really busy, but you know, it's just. And 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 I guess you know, it, we all do it. If a job, if you think a job's going to oh, be difficult, definitely. you might. Add At on least some you're money paying or, for the pain that yeah, you're going to have to go through think, to get the job done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you know, there's you know there are clients that I don't, I don't <laughs> bad mouthing clients all night, but it, there are clients that I know mm-hmm. are going to be a, a lot of toing and throwing. Or, or they're quite demanding, you know, they want to see me try something else. Then, yeah, you have to allow that. And that's, uh, I was going to say, that's like based on your experience well. of, you know, in the past, this kind of job has yeah. taken X amount longer. So, you know, we're going to compensate for that up front. Yeah. But I, I, I do have uh, a sentence, a copy and paste to a lot of people is just when they say, are you interested and mm-hmm. in, uh, have you got time or in the near future, I say, I'm always happy to help as long as timings and budget allows. And that's, you know, I, I, I don't go, oh, no, I'm not going to do I think it's that. a fair yeah, response. That, like, it's a, it's a truth. It's, anyway, Rob, yeah. it, my glass is empty, so I'm going to let yeah. you go. Thanks very much for taking the time to talk to me and have a beer with me. <laughs> I hope no this worries. has opened your mind to uh, talking to other folks on podcasts. And I'll see you on some stage in the, in the near future talking about uh, all your lovely work. Yeah, yeah, it should do. I should talk more. It's What's like gone? the best place for people to find out a little bit more about you and, or about your work? Uh, well, my website is robclark.com and my social media is robclarktype, so forward slash uh, robclarktype. With oh, an yeah. E Good on point. Clark. Yeah. I always have to tell people. <laughs> I, have to, I have to pronounce my name every day. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks very much for talking to me. I hope you enjoyed our chat. You can find out more about Rob and his work at madebyfolk.com. I'd like to thank Jazz at Mammal Sound for continuously supplying us with excellent music. The track you heard on today's episode is by 44 Ardent and is called Fading 22 and you can find a link to the track on our website. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, tell your friends, family, colleagues, your dog, anyone you know about it and uh, help us spread the word on social media. And you'll hear from me in the next episode. Have a nice day.